A man is hospitalized with a gunshot wound. Police say it happened just after midnight. Officers from the Firearms Response Unit were dispatched by 911 to investigate a report of shots being fired in the vicinity of Grescott Lane in Georgetown. Shortly after, they received a report that a man had turned up at the Cayman Islands Hospital with a gunshot wound in the leg. Police say he remains in the hospital being treated for the injury, which appears to be non-life-threatening. Officers attended the scene of the report and recovered spent shell casings. The matter is, of course, currently under investigation by the Georgetown CID, and anyone with information is asked to contact 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to police on their confidential tip line. That number is 949-7777. You can also leave a tip online at rcips.ky. The National Roads Authority Phase 1 of the Airport Connector Road will be open and ready for all that Christmas traffic this Friday. Radio K-Man's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. Wheels can hit the pavement of the officially named J. Bodden Highway beginning Friday, December 22nd. But first, there's a bit of pomp and circumstance. A ribbon-cutting ceremony will take place at 10.30 a.m. with Phase 1 of the J. Bodden Highway opening to the public at noon the same day. The JBH is a planned four-lane divided two mile-long highway that is to provide a direct link between the Owen Roberts Airport and the Esterly Tibbetts Highway. Phase 1 of the JBH extends from the Esterly Tibbetts Highway to the Water Authority Sewage Treatment Plain, with internal roads providing access to the North Sound Road and Sparky Drive intersection. This comes as part of the National Road Authority's continued effort to provide relief for congestion and improve commute times, primarily during rush hour. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. And the public is reminded to travel the area with caution and observe signage as we all get familiar with this new route. Lawmakers approved just over $6 million for the provision of domestic air services offered by Cayman Airways for the three islands. Speaking to Finance Committee, Cayman Airways' Paul Tibbetts was asked to provide an update on a proposed new plane for Little Cayman by Sister Islands MP Moses Kirkconnell. We have received the funding uh, for that aircraft. We went through one round of procurement um, with the Public Procurement Committee. Um, unfortunately, that was unsuccessful, so we are just in the middle of the second round right now. We're, we're more optimistic about this round, given that we have seen some aircraft that look like they'll fit exactly what we're looking for. So we're just in the process of finalizing that now. And once that's done, we're looking for an aircraft potentially within the next three to six months that would be available, well, as soon as it's available, that we can bring online and have that um, up and running. Mr. Kirkconnell also questioned the rest of the Sister Islands fleet as some 45 to $64 million worth of capital works by government and the private sector are expected in Cayman Brac in the next few years, which would require increased domestic passenger and cargo service. We have been looking at alternate aircraft types that would be well suited for the Brac service and potentially able to be used for other things like cargo and more regional flying as well. We have identified some aircraft that is all being explored at the moment. And the timing seems to be right with moving from the Saab aircraft into another aircraft type. So we are kind of finalizing that examination now. And once we're in a position to move forward, that will be presented to our board and government. And um, once we get the green light, we'll be in a position to start the transition from the Saab aircraft to the, the other aircraft within a very short period of time. Mr. Tibbetts added that sourcing, securing funding, acquiring and training for the new aircraft could be done within a year, although he did describe that timing as very aggressive. There are things that we are concerned about that we are trying our best to prepare for, but there are a lot of uncertainties. Worsening economic conditions in Cuba and Haiti could lead to a spike in irregular migrants to the Cayman Islands. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports.
Currently in Cayman, there are 18 irregular migrants being housed at the Customs and Border Control Detention Center, 63 on conditional release at the Bodentown Civic Center, and six in alternative housing in the form of rental accommodations. Discussing the issue in Finance Committee recently, it was noted by opposition leader the Honorable Roy McTaggart that the estimated cost for this particular line item, irregular migrants, for 2023 is expected to be $2.7 million dollars. But the budget allocations for both 2024 and 25 are for just over $666,000 per year. Just seems to be hopelessly underfunded. This is always a difficult item to budget for because there are so many uncertainties. Some years we have large number of migrants, other years they're much smaller numbers. But we have had as members will be aware a number of legislative reforms that came into effect at the end of December 2022 which allows the director of CBC to certify applications that really have no basis and move fairly rapidly to the repatriation process. That is a clear deterrent. But CBC Director Charles Clifford cautioned MPs in Parliament, saying economic conditions in Cuba are continuing to deteriorate, and according to intelligence coming into the agency, the situation is, quote, going to get a lot worse before it gets better, and those legislative changes may not be as effective a deterrent in the coming years. We are also now concerned about uh, migrants from other countries such as, as Haiti as a result of certain policy decisions that's been put in place in Jamaica as an example. We may see a change in migration patterns. So there are things that, that we are concerned about that we're trying our best to prepare for, but there are a lot of uncertainties. Mr. Clifford says it is entirely possible CBC will have to come back to Finance Committee to ask for supplemental funding in the upcoming two-year budget. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. While approving the two-year budget, MPs also greenlit $58 million for border control services and just under $40 million for labor management and residency services. A new TVET program comes online for University College of the Cayman Islands students. Radio Cayman's Jevy Ebanks explains. The Ministry of Education announces a dual-entry pathway for technical and vocational education and training at UCCI. The ministry aims to provide students with a seamless pathway towards higher education and a rewarding career rooted in practical skills. The program launched in fall 2023 after 25 Year 11 students were invited to apply for the 38-week-long program. Of the 25, 11 were accepted and are pursuing courses aligned with computer or construction technology certification as a part of their Year 12 TVET studies. The ministry says that the program is carefully structured to provide a solid foundation in academics and TVET skills along with either construction or computer technology the students are also pursuing foundation subjects such as English and mathematics. The program also incorporates an internship component and emphasizes employability skills. Chevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. DART announces a $30,000 donation to the Addison Kelly Memorial Scholarship Fund, which will facilitate additional support to those helping youth in the Cayman Islands struggling with mental health concerns. DART Chief of Staff, Joanne Lawson. The holidays can be a joyful season for many but they can be challenging for those impacted by issues such as anxiety, depression, and other mental health disorders. As we hold our loved ones close, we wanted to show our appreciation for organizations such as the Alex Panton Foundation, who work to eradicate the stigma around mental illness and provide a supportive network to those in need. We are delighted to hear that plans are already in place to utilize these funds to broaden the impact of the scholarship fund. 
The scholarship, launched earlier this year, is administered by the Alex Panton Foundation. It is awarded every two years and is available to Caymanians between the ages of 20 and 35 who possess an undergraduate degree in a related field and are accepted to a competitively ranked and accredited overseas institution to pursue studies in a program in psychology or psychotherapy. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.